0: We live in the era of the fans. Now more than ever, our voices are heard, and we have a lot to say. With decades of continuity across all of our favorite fictional universes, this podcast is here to take you through what is, what isn't, what could have been, and what is simply canon fodder.
1: Mother motherfuck mother motherfuck fuck motherfuck. 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 motherfuck motherfuck noise 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 one two one two three four noise 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 smoking weed smoking
0: weed doing coke drinking beers drinking beers beers beers, beers. Rolling fatty smoking blunts Who smokes the blunts? We <laughs> smoke the blunts Rolling blunts
1: and smoking mo- Hey can I can I get a nickel bag 15, Fifteen bucks, little, little man, put that shit in my hand If that money doesn't show, then you owe me, owe me, owe oh. My
2: jungle oh, love My
1: jungle,
3: oh, love. jungle oh, love We owe, we
0: And welcome back to the latest episode of the Cannon Fodder Podcast Oh,
1: Welcome to Cannon Fodder uh, We are your hosts, I am Anthony I'm Matt As he... <laughs> Has a cow tipper
0: stuffed face right now. It's so fucking good.
2: And I'm Ed, drinking the... Jay and Silent Bob beer from Red Tank Brewery.
1: Yeah, we are we are real excited tonight. Uh, you know, probably one of the episodes that we've been most looking forward to uh, tonight. We talk about the one and only View Askew Universe
0: by the so, one and only Kevin Smith.
1: Yeah, by the one and only Kevin Smith, and uh, by uh, some of his biggest fanboys out there. Dude, <laughs> so so we're
0: we're, <laughs> we're eating movies. We're drinking the secret stash beer. I have one Brody's secret stash T-shirt. You're wearing. Like it's just we're so yeah, branded yeah, with there's, everything. We, we
1: have so much branded stuff, and
0: obviously we're at a shared universe. Yes, like, and of course, just, once
2: again at a shared universe podcast studio. Um, and without Kevin Smith, we wouldn't be here, both here podcasting because we were inspired to podcast by Kevin Smith, absolutely, and a shared universe wouldn't exist without yeah. the uh, experiences of Kevin Smith, the success of Clerks, yep. and leading to everything else. Yeah, and 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 certainly, uh, you know. Being
1: here in Central Jersey, I mean Kevin Smith, you know, just being one of you know, I feel you know one of our own. I feel like you know, he's he's he he's he's from the the, the Shore area. He's yep. from right here, and and man. So uh, let me just start just by, so by saying
0: great. before we get into the View Askew universe itself, which I feel yes. like we are. You know, is this canon right now? Is what we're doing canon is because this? of movies? Yeah. We are reporting
2: live from the Viewers Universe. Let me, let me just say, let me just
0: say, this is a tasty burger. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> nice, but for real, it's a fucking good burger. Mm-hmm. Like,
1: <laughs> so, so, I got the Cock Smoker sandwich, and um, yeah, I- what do you have
0: on that sandwich? Talk, talk about it.
1: It's got some uh, some slaw on there. It's got some red cabbage as the, the veggie on there. There's some pickles, a little bit of mayo, and some, uh, it tastes like Frank's Red Hot. Yep. Um, and it's all on a potato roll, yep. which was really surprising to me. Absolutely brilliant choice and just makes really the whole thing just delicious and, and excellent.
0: Yep. So the potato roll is an excellent choice. So my review of the Cow Tipper. So for starters, two patties looks nice. like Smashburger style, which I'm very uh, impressed with. The potato roll is fantastic. Um, here's my biggest call-out. No ketchup. There is Ooh. mustard. Classic French's oh. yellow mustard and some sort of special sauce. I'm not going to speculate what is in the sauce, but it's fucking delicious. Okay. Here's my biggest. Okay. Uh, pickles, obviously. Cheese, of course. Because, like, you can't eat a burger without cheese. This This is America. But <laughs> there are red onions on this burger. Now, red onions, I don't care what you've heard are the superior onion. Agreed. They it doesn't matter what you're making, even if you're making a recipe that calls for white onions, use red onions. Red onions are the superior onion time and time again. And this burger is fucking awesome. <laughs> so
2: only the best ingredients then. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: And and uh, definitely red onions give it so much more flavor. It makes it pop so much more. I'm gonna back uh, and get more burgers. Oh man. If only, if only well, the place if only, was full-time. Yeah, yeah. If, if only we
0: could go back. Oh, give it time. It yeah, will. it will be. I did see they opened up more like reservations yeah. for it, so I'm going I'm to try to get a late-game reservation tomorrow and see. <laughs> it's so worth it. Nice. Like, my God, the potato roll is just such a smart move.
1: We also had the uh, uh, onion rings to rule them all, uh, the hater them. tots, and uh, the freedom fries, of course. And, uh, yeah, they're all good. The Freedom Fries are actually fried in the same oil as the onion rings. So they actually have a little bit of a, a hint of that onion flavor in them. Ah, uh, just say yeah. So not only are we talking about the View Askew universe, but we are talking about food and giving you a food review
2: here for this episode as well. And that's all from the Movies Pop Up, which is in yeah. Red Bank right now. This is uh, late September as we're recording this, so we have the Movies Pop Up in town. It was in LA, yep. and then they have yet to announce, but there's more cities on the horizon. Mm-hmm. So uh, yep. for our listeners out there who haven't been able to get to the LA or Red Bank locations, look for some more uh, movies. Yeah, and we're all washing this down with. A Jay and Silent Bob Secret Stash, uh, IPA from Red Tank Theory. Which is just fantastic. It has Jay and Silent Bob the stash logo on it. Yup. Six point five percent IPA. It's re- it's really great. It's just we are surrounded by everything, Kevin Smith. It makes me so Jane, happy. Silent Bob. <laughs> it makes yeah, me so really man does. up on the up on the wall here. We have <laughs> it, Ming Chen behind the board taking some photos. So dude. we are yeah we are surrounded by Kevin Smith. And so let's begin episode thirty seven <laughs> <Yeah>. of the <laughs> Canon Fodder Podcast. <laughs> episode thirty seven, <laughs> where we'll be talking about the Viewisk universe, right? Kevin sure. Smith's Jersey sure. f- trilogy which has at least seven films. <laughs> yes. There's the OG yes. Jersey Trilogy. <laughs> yes, I love that the
1: Jersey Trilogy has seven films now, which is just, I mean, it's just great. Yeah.
0: Well, that was like, you know, when they... So, it's actually funny. The first point I will make would be, in Clerks 2, when they have the argument, The tr- there's only one... Trilogy. Mm-hmm. If I was in that scene, I'd be like, "Uh, actually, the Jersey trilogy is the <laughs> trilogy." Yeah, <laughs> the Jersey
1: trilogy. Yeah, uh, no longer a trilogy though. Now seven films yeah. uh, and counting. I believe.
0: Right? The, I believe the term is saga
1: now. Uh, well, or Ooh, universe. Universe. Yeah. Yeah. shared universe. Yeah. Um, so the movies that are going to be, I guess, the main things that we talk about are obviously going to be Clerks, Mallrats, Chasing Amy. Uh, Clerks 2, yep. Dogma, uh, Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back, Jay and Silent Bob Reboot. And that's it. And that's, and that's it. Those the, so, yeah. this and is a special the, the two same.
2: part episode. Yes, part so one, part one right which you are in the middle of right now. We are going to focus on the seven core uh, View A Universe films. Yeah. And yeah, then yeah, yeah. Uh, part two. Right. Is going to be all about the fodder, the fodder, all, all of the things Jay and Samba Bob have been in right. other view Viewers Universe movies, and there is a lot of fodder. Kevin Smith movies. There yeah. sure
1: a, is a yeah. lot of fodder, and there's a lot of things that we're going to have fun with in the fodder episode. But obviously, talking about uh, just the the main seven right now. Yeah. You know what's the best way to watch them. Um, as well as making sure that uh, we're also going to go over, you know, kind of the way if if like the MCU, you want to watch them in chronological order, we'll we'll go kind of go through that order. Yeah, as well. that's
2: right. Because like George Lucas, Kevin Smith started with a sequel. Yes, with a sequel. Yeah, it yep. ended
1: up ended up being in the middle of the story. Well, I wouldn't say maybe in the middle, but there, I think the first original trilogy with Mallrats rats chasing Amy and clerks. Kind of happen almost simultaneously, like they all happen right around the same time. Right, more or less. Yeah, yeah. Like all, all it's almost like a two-day period where they're all taking place. Well, yeah. Clerks and Mallrats
2: specifically take place over the same weekend. The yeah, the night. same right. weekend. Amy's right. like, because right. it, a lot to be more. A few months later, because yes, yeah, there's yeah, a yeah. Passage of time. A lot, lot more time elapses now. Absolutely. Um, right is now is now, uh, is now uh, institutionalized and all that stuff. So, yeah. that, so, so we'll get into that So, yes, let's let's start off. Very first movie, Clerks, mm-hmm. nineteen ninety four. So it's a movie that started all black and white. Fantastic film. It was a team up between three friends who met at the Vancouver Film School. Kevin Smith who directed it, Scott Moser who produced it, and Dave klein who was the director of photography. Wouldn't it be great if the movie was made for thirty
0: seven thousand dollars instead of twenty <laughs> seven? Nobody fact checks that. He could just <laughs> throw that out there.
2: I would, <laughs> if I was him. Yeah, might as well, right?
0: $27,000. <laughs> what I say?
2: 27000 No, no. Fuck that. Thirty-seven. <laughs> $27,000, mostly on credit card debt. And, and, and yeah. for anybody who's watched Clerks and they wondered why are the gates down, it's not just a joke. The gates are down because the film was shot at the convenience store where Kevin Smith was working still. Yeah. And in order to shoot at night and yep. not see outside, not see that it was daytime, they needed to come up with this reason. For the uh, for the gates being down, which was somebody put gum in it. And mm-hmm. spoiler alert, we find out over 25 years later. Surprise, surprise. That it was Jay and Silent Bob. Uh, yeah. who put surprise, the
1: surprise. Gum it was Jay and Silent Bob. who get it. <laughs> uh, still don't. Oh, no. Actually, it was. Uh, we do know who set it on fire as well. Yes. We know that yeah, right no. Randall left the coffee pot on. Yeah, he left the coffee pot on. Yeah, Randall left the coffee <laughs> pot on. He left the
0: coffee pot on again. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. <laughs>
1: So, I guess, should we go in in film order, like, in terms of, like, what was created first, or should we go in, in chronological I order? I think we
2: start with Clerks, because you Clerks just sets up clerks. everything. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. then, what's amazing about Clerks, that I want to start off with, is that the original ending for Clerks involved um, Dante dying. Mm-hmm. Yep. And that was actually the ending. Really? That was shown. See, this at- I didn't know. Oh, yeah. So So, the original Clerks. Okay. He made it. All by himself, no professional involvement, no producers, no studio. And the only way he knew how to get the movie out there was by screening it at the independent feature film market in New York City. Mm-hmm. And, and the way it would work is people would buy tickets basically to go. It's like a more professional film festival. So the people going are like distributors and production companies who are going to buy independent movies. And the original version of the film that was screened there involved... The movie ending, as you know it, which is Randall throws a sign. Yeah. And then and then he walks out. Yeah, he walks out of the close-up. And then, a few minutes later, while Dan- Dante is counting out the till, somebody comes in, shoots him. And it's a real dark note. Like, what? he, he yeah. He's, yeah. He's lying? Kevin he's lying. Smith has got some? He's got some 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 demons in the closet that I think he needs to exercise <laughs> sometimes. He's right. li- No, it's so dark. Uh, Dante is lying in the uh, on the ground as somebody like walks around him, clearing out the till, and then walks out, and it just zooms in on him, and he's dead, and that's the end of the movie. Yep. Yeah. And I, what? And it's such a dark ending. And it's, you know, he wanted to kind of like do, do that, you know, Empire Strikes Back homage and everything. But what's so crazy is that if he hadn't ha- cut that and, you know, followed some, some of the advice of like Bob Hawke and John Pearson about how to make it more of a upbeat ending, there would be no Viewers Universe because you can't follow that yeah. up. There'd be no Kirks yeah. 2. Yeah. It's not, it, and it wouldn't be looked at as the same type of fun movie. No. Check, yeah. the, check the big board. Ming Ming's has pulled up the secret ending. Oh, the
0: secret, oh, the the secret, secret lost ending. ending. Okay. And you can even you can even tell to I love when you get to see things like this. Like look how even though it's black and white, but yeah. look how just even in the black and white, how unedited this footage yeah, is. not so guerrilla style. It's styles. like one it's take, yeah, yeah, like single take, moving in. We're, look, we're at the perspective of the uh, the gunman. The, yeah, the gunman. Yeah. Well,
2: he referenced both do the right thing and the Empire Strikes Back. This yep. kind of end. Look at that. Uh, look how brutal that right. blasted. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's no
0: remorse. The guy just walks in, and shoots him in the face. Yeah, shoots him, and then, and and then walks then, over
2: his body. Yeah. And it's so out of place with the rest of the movie. It really, right. yeah, like, it, really it really is. Like it really like it's very Tarantino esque. So, yeah,
1: very. T- you know, he what? might
2: have a whole different career if this was the ending. People would just expect a different type of movie actor. Yeah, right. Oh, that 100%. guy doesn't doesn't get a Mulrat deal. Universal doesn't hire that yeah, exactly. guy. To make a no team way. Comedy yeah, out. which is
3: probably
1: why he knew he couldn't put it in. Right. And then wasn't there a lost scene? For Clerks as well, that came out in two thousand four, which is essentially Dante and Randall going to the funeral. Correct,
2: right? And that yeah. is that is fantastic. It's called the Law Scene, but it's definitely like a product of years later, right? Because it's it's done with the same animation the, style, same people who did the Clerks animated series, right? Okay, and it has a bunch of characters in it who weren't created yet. It has okay. like Alyssa Jones is attending there because she mentions in Chasing Amy she went to that funeral,
1: but is she is she is mentioned in Clerks. Alyssa Jones is mentioned yes. in Clerks, yes. and we meet her little sister, yes. who yes. that she then talks about. But we'll talk exactly. about that in. Uh, yeah, so we Gaming. have
2: the well. There's the three Jones sisters. Three of them, yeah, the three of them. There's Trish Jones from All Rats. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's yeah. right.
1: So, so the uh, that's another thing, right? So we're talking about some of the demons in the closet that Kevin Smith has. He 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 very comedically deals with some very ridiculously sensitive topics, and that are like sometimes. Done in like weird ways, but oh, like how like,
0: like how the chick makes the underage sex tapes, yeah. So, yeah, pedof-
1: so pedophilia, yeah, like mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. jokingly, the in one Walrat. who writes the book, right? As Holden calls her, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, the one who writes the book, yeah. Um, and then uh, uh, necrophilia yep. in clerks, yeah, right, yep. with the guy who dies in the bathroom. And uh, Dante's girlfriend, or our former girlfriend, yep. comes in and has sex with a dead guy. <laughs> well, And then,
0: and then, and then bestiality in Clerks too, right. The, and the yeah. right, and bestiality the, in the donkey yeah. scene, right.
1: Uh, Is, uh, where, where's Kelly? Yeah, Kelly. <laughs> Kelly's right, right here.
2: <laughs> yeah, just think, because they mentioned this in Chasing Amy, just think of what Alyssa Jones' friends went through, right? So her one friend, Caitlin Bree, mm-hmm. you yep. know, in a mental institution because right. she fucked a dead guy. Right. Yep. And then her other friend, Julie Dwyer... Dead. Right. Because, because he wanted to lose weight. Because you know? he. For <laughs> yeah. a terrible game <laughs> show.
1: <laughs> because, um, I'm sorry, what was the character's name in the beginning of Mallrats? He, he Which told him. The okay so TS so TS is the one who tells her right yeah TS tells her that that oh the camera kid oh, at yeah, 10, 10 pounds. so she started doing laps at the YMCA and swimming drown. and she goes <laughs> but it was it was lap number 768 like they yeah. dropped this ridiculous yeah. number it's like lap <laughs> oh lap 768 she she just dropped dead
0: <laughs> so yeah so so did you
2: did I hear you call Mall Rats a teen comedy Oh, that's what they were trying to make it. Be. I mean, he he. he yeah, talks I was gonna say like John Hughes. I, <laughs> no, they're, they're, they're it's, trying it's to be very, like a Porky's yeah, or John like uh, yes. Yeah.
0: but like, but yeah, but so much better though in so oh, many yeah. ways. Yeah, no, yeah, because like right from the opening scene, it's it's one of my fa- like Mallrats is my favorite in the in this universe. I know that's like you know, okay, how no. can Clerks not be your favorite? But Mallrats no. is my favorite mm-hmm. because it's got it takes all of the for me it takes all of the elements. That makes Clerks amazing and just puts an actual story to it, you know? Yeah. Um, Like a more cohesive story, I'll say, because Clerks has a story, but it's a more, you know more formulaic beginning middle and end type of thing and you've got your villains and you know and and whatever um but yeah just like from the get-go the very first scene where she talks about her friend dying yeah and you're just like oh yeah (laughs) yeah, it's real dark right away (laughs) super super dark (laughs) and
2: right off the bat you know oh this is set in the clerk's world yes yeah which nobody's expecting and right and what's great about kevin smith as compared to like quentin tarantino with quentin tarantino you need to be like an eagle-eyed viewer to get yeah. the connection, you've got you to look at know this person's last name. Yeah, you need to see that advertisement. You need to do a lot of googling. Yeah, to, whereas to with Kevin Smith, he will secret. tell you directly. Yeah. He will reuse actors just like Tarantino, but yep. he will also reuse actors in the same role. Right, mm-hmm. that's something that Tarantino has yet to do, which is you know consistent cameos yep. of the same characters slash actors. And let's yeah. talk
0: about one of the most important things, in my opinion, that Clerks gave us. Yes, Clerks gave us. The or I wouldn't say they gave us it made for the first time in my opinion the nerd argument cool yes like, agreed because you know so much more. of the movie is Randall and Dante arguing about the kind of shit that we argue about all the time yep you know and the, the, of course the legendary independent contractors on 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 the Death on Star, the Death Star like, you know, on,
1: on Death Star too. yeah and mm-hmm. it's
0: just like it it made that type of discussion. Cool. And it's like we wouldn't have I feel like we wouldn't have the just the world we have now of fandom if it wasn't for things like Clark's making that awesome.
1: Yeah. Of, of opening it up and making those ridiculous, you know, fan theory, fanboy conversations mainstream and, yeah. and just bring it right out into the forefront and right in front of your face. It's like. All of these fans and like people were having these conversations, but it was never ever brought to the main screen. And yep. I mean, that was the brilliance of Clerks was was its dialogue behind it, right? I mean, that's the whole movie is the dialogue, right? Yeah. Very similar to again, Tarantino. very Tarantino. Tarantino-esque. Yeah. yeah. The, I, in yeah. fact, I God, if if there it was a a a miracle movie that I, we could ever see if Quentin Tarantino could do a final movie. I would love it to be a collaboration with Kevin Smith, if 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 it could be maybe written by Kevin Smith and directed by Quentin Tarantino, or vice versa, oh, man. right? Or or just
2: no, Tarantino written, has to written written be written and he's the better. He's the better director. Smith is the better writer. Yeah. I feel like that's the yep. you know, yeah yeah because Smith is all Smith is all the writing. It's the dialogue. You know, yeah. he's he's gotten much better as a filmmaker. He's I think you know obviously chasing Amy, Red State. Like he's done some some movies that are like clearly you know him being a great filmmaker. Tusk, which we get into. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, he's such a great writer. I would love to see him be the writer. Tarantino be the director, and Tarantino do the
1: directing. I mean, man, what a what an incredible movie, right? And I would love it to be about like a comic book character, like to have it, but like almost like the boys, maybe not make it like a mainstream comic book character, but just some ancillary. Or Ranger Danger. His yeah, danger. Ranger Danger. <laughs> yeah, Ranger Danger. That would or be amazing.
0: Or I, I, I would even, I what I would do is I would go, so you know how in reboot they're directing, you know, the reboot of... Um, uh, Blunt Man and Chronic. Yeah, right. I would have that again. Take that place in the realer than real universe where Quint, because Kevin Smith, you know, plays himself for the first time ever in reboot, and then you have Quentin Tarantino come in. He's actually the director of the Blunt Man and Chronic. You know, I forget what they call it, the Blunt Man Dawn of something. Like they're making fun of. Uh-
2: Yeah, it was Dawn of something. Bluntman v. Chronic. Yeah, Yeah. Bluntman v. Chronic,
0: Dawn. It was like Dawn of something. Um, Obviously making fun of Batman vs. Like, Like, have Quentin Tarantino actually direct that movie. Wow,
1: can you imagine? But you have to have
0: Val Kilmer. Imagine
1: (laughs) imagine if you could actually have a Bluntman and Chronic movie directed by Quentin Tarantino. Oh, my God, that's a I mean, billion-dollar so idea. Yeah. That's a billion-dollar idea. It would yeah. be so amazing. I
0: hope
2: you're listening, Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wow. Wow. That's so. That would be so much fun. And it would be such a fun movie. I love that idea. But also, yeah. it gets into what we're going to talk about in episode two. I have a theory. Don't spoil Kevin it. Kevin Smith, too, has a movie-movie universe. Oh, okay. So do you think it's it's? – you're saying it's oh, yeah, in the view he askew? He has, we he has a very this. specific movie-movie right. universe. Uh, I'm going to make the argument, and we can think about this as we talk about the other movies. That the True North trilogy, yeah, the movie movie universe. is Kevin Smith movie movie universe. It absolutely. So is. The tr- and I'm going to like pepper that in once we get to some of that. So, the True North okay. trilogy, which is two films thus far, but yep. he's going to do okay. a third. Yep. The, the True North trilogy, which is it be it's it came from a podcast, right? And it started with uh, Tusk. Tusk. Yep. Then it was continued in Yoga Hosers, I and mean, it will right. be finished with uh, the third one, which is going to be Moose Jaws. Who knows yep. when he'll make right. that. But there are so many connections between that movie and his movie, other movie universe. Yeah, absolutely. I think that yeah. is his that is his movie movie universe. Yeah, so, I totally agree. So when the characters in
1: uh, the View Askew universe go to the movies, that's the movie. they're, they're going easy. to see. Tusk. They're yeah, going they're to see going. Tusk. They're going to see well yeah, Yoga Jersey Hoser's. Girls. They're going to see oh Jersey Girl. Jersey girl. Oh, <laughs> What a terrible movie! The movies brutal. Yeah, absolutely brutal. Well, Although uh, Ben Affleck, yeah. we love you, we love you. He was the bomb. Yo, in you phantoms. were the bomb. Yo, as you were the bomb in phantoms. phantoms <laughs> yo, applesauce, bitch. <laughs> <laughs>
2: he was also the bomb as Batman. Yeah, he was. He was the bomb. <laughs> I'm, I'm looking forward looking forward to seeing
1: him as Batman again. Shut the fuck up. Neither here nor there. You shut up. He's the best. Um, so in uh. So a lot, so there's a lot of characters that are discussed in a lot of the other movies. And going back and watching Clerks again today, one of the things that I didn't realize is that uh, because he's referenced and he's sort of an important character. By name, but you don't really see him. But you do see him in one scene in Clerks, and that's Rick Darris.
2: Rick so Darris.
1: Rick Darris is a very important character in in by name only in in like historic stories that they tell uh, in both Chasing Amy as well as in Mallrats. He seems to get with every girl at their high school. Oh yeah, he's he's like the coolest guy. But you actually see him
2: in Clerks. Yes. Yeah. So and he, he never comes back.
1: No, and he never comes back in any of the other. But movies. you always
2: hear about him. There's the Darris bus company. And dogma. Yes, yes. So the Darris family the name is around. Yep. And of course we we so we talk about him he's one of the people that uh mentioned in Mallrats but his biggest connection of course is chasing Amy. Right. Which mm-hmm. I think right. we're kind of jumping around but we're, we're going through the first 3 which are kind of like very cohesive the right. first 3 movies. Well, yeah, and and, they're and they're so, so let let's talk about yeah. who he is in yes. Clerks.
1: So in Clerks Rick Darris is the weightlifter mm-hmm. who comes in and he's got a gallon of milk and he's he's messing with Dante. He's busting his balls and he's calling him <laughs> out of shape. He's calling. He says he's got love handles dude. and so he's and he is. He's just like he's qu- like
0: come on, let me feel your arm. Let me feel your arm. <laughs> and he is just the quintessential '90s bodybuilding douchebag. Dude. And he's so perfect. His the out- gallon
1: of milk. Dude, his outfit is so funny. If you go back and watch it, he is wearing spandex shorts with a weightlifter belt yes. and a sweatshirt. and he a, actually a non-hooded does. sweatshirt. Yeah. A and non-hooded
0: sweatshirt.
2: And he doesn't look in shape. No, no he <laughs> doesn't. He but doesn't. he is no. the in-shape Yeah, guy. And, he's, <laughs> and he's, like, yeah. short.
0: He's, like, my height. Yeah, he's real. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's not tall. He, he, you yeah, know, he has, like, no <laughs> muscle definition at
2: all. He's just kind of like, he looks like me, yeah. basically. So, hey,
0: guys, I'm really in shape.
2: Yeah. <laughs> and he ends it's up- Like a gallon of milk every day. <laughs> and he ends up- Mocking Dante and then yep. picking up Heather Jones, yep. which right. is the first of the three Jones sisters. Yep. Right. I mean.
1: Wait, no, no, no. Yes, I thought she was a friend of the Jones.
2: No, she is the younger sister. She's Heather Jones. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Okay. So she is Heather Jones, uh, which is okay. the so, so Heather Jones. Right. And then we meet her in Rats. Right. We meet her younger right. sister. Right. That's right. That's right. That's right. Which That's is right. Trish Jones. Trish Jones. And then right. chasing Amy. Is all about Alyssa Jones, right? So, right. so we have the three Jones sisters right off the bat, and right. that's what's so great. So, Chasing Amy is my favorite of, yeah. th- of the Kevin Smith movies, uh, by uh, far. Also, I feel, also my favorite. Yeah. I feel like it is it is his best film. It is his most heartfelt film. Yeah, and I think it's such a culmination of the Jersey trilogy in a sense that he's such a much better filmmaker. It has the heart, oh yeah, and exuberance of. Clerks, and then it has everything he learned in Mallrats because Mallrats yeah. kind of shows that even with a huge budget, he still didn't, he still wasn't a great director yet. I mean, that scene where, uh, very early on where uh, TS and Brody are sitting on the on the couch in his basement, right? And, yep, they- and it's a long, like, it's almost five minutes of them just talking, and there's no cuts, it's right. just them, and it's just awkward yeah. angle where you see their knees, yeah. Like, he could have directed it so much better, and the later Kevin Smith would have knocked out of the park, oh, yeah. But, but he just had learned from all his mistakes, and Chasing Amy just kills it. Like, it's yeah. amazing performances. You can tell that, you know, his relationship, because he was dating the Joey Lor- Lauren Adams, who played um, Alyssa Jones at right. the time, you know, Ben Affleck and Matt Damon were basically living on his couch throughout the filming, you know. Yep. Everybody involved in the movie are close friends with him, and you can tell that that kind of comes through. But Chasing Amy, my favorite, and what I love about the movie is that right off the bat, when they go to the bar you know about first third of the movie when Alyssa and holden are talking they just go on this rapid fire reference to every connection between that movie mm-hmm. yeah and it it's so and great how, and it's and, and it's both organic for the way I think it is in Jersey in terms of knowing people because it's a suburban area that we've all grown up with. Yep. So like people go to different schools, but like they're all kind of close, and you know that person or this person because the towns yep. aren't like small towns in the Midwest where like everybody's in Smallville and there's no surrounding town. Right. We all kind of know each other. It's yeah. a suburban sprawl, and the way they all the friends of friends and the rapid fire. It's such a germane conversation for the way people talk, and it just that's him nailing yeah. it, and yeah. it's just and they rapid fire off the connections between you know. Uh, between um uh, Alyssa Jones' sisters, they talk mm-hmm. about yep. Caitlin Bree. Yep. They I mean they talk about um the Eden Prairie Mall. They talk about yep. the quick stop. It's yep. just the, the try yep. to. I love it. It's, it, they, she, they she,
1: she it. She references Middletown, New Jersey, you know. Yep. <laughs> Even when she's she's like dancing around later on um referencing it. But yeah, I mean like just great. No, she plays a different character in Mall Rats. Correct. correct. So yes. So, and who also co- coincidentally had sex with Rick Darris? Yes, yeah, everybody so has sex with Rick Darris. A- everyone has. has sex with Rick I bet Daris. You Jay had sex with Rick Daris. <laughs> 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 Well, he definitely sold Rick Darris weed. That's yes. that's for sure. <laughs> but yeah, so apparently uh, the Mall Rats character had sex with him on a pool table at a party. Yes, in front of everyone. Right, that was yeah, Brody talks to her and like brings it up. And she's like, and she's like, God, Brody, like nobody remembers that. You're the only person that remembers
2: that, right? So she, <laughs> yeah. she, she played Gwen Turner, and she was yeah. having sex. And I think that was crazy. Was that like, they, they, they were both dressed up? It was like a Halloween party. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, that's that's Smokey and the Bandit. Smokey. And He's the like, Bandit. yeah, I nope.
1: never never saw a Smokey fuck the Bandit before. <laughs> said, yeah, I look exactly like Burt Reynolds except for the mustache. <laughs> <laughs> uh so good what a great scene and and what a great movie but i yeah i agree uh chasing amy i think is is the the most brilliant movie that kevin has done that's in the view askew universe um it just it's so heartfelt it deals with like real like serious issues that are even so relevant today right you know and and um, having Alyssa Jones and, and obviously she had you know some kind of tra- trauma in her life that that you know she became a lesbian, she stopped liking men, but she still was attracted to men, but she wanted to get away from men. Um, and, and it was just absolutely incredible as well as one of the funniest drawn out jokes that has ever been put to screen when when Brody is drawing the picture and he draws the friendly, uh the the friendly man liking lesbian the 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 man hating lesbian yep and then santa claus and the easter bunny he's drawing that who gets the hundred dollars for dude just a hysterical joke it's so funny it's so ridiculous he draws it out like it's so like and and just for the the punchline was just so on point because he's just yelling in his face
0: oh man just so great And then I love the scene, my favorite joke in Chasing Amy is where uh, after – after Holden learns about the finger cuffs reference and he's trying to draw yeah. it out of her yeah. you know like and like talking about just how real scenes like that are you know he's this you know butthurt dude which again like why, yeah. the, why would you be annoyed yeah. with the way they really yeah. play yeah. it yeah. up and it's like why would you be annoyed about this like you know it shows like Holden McNeil's imperfections and it's so great well it
1: shows how but, conservative he is well exactly how know? conservative yeah. he is yeah. yeah and
0: how like offended he is by this and then it just the way it just explodes at the End when he's like, I blew her. I was just like, oh my yeah. god, it was so fucking perfect.
1: And then at the end of yeah. the movie, when they are, are, when he's trying to solve the problem, and he's like, well, we we all need to have sex oh, together. The terrible idea. Oh, <laughs> man, so but that's good. so real because like you could see someone who has never been. Is more conservative, has never been in a situation like that. You can see yeah, how he's He just connect- doesn't get it. Yeah, no, he he doesn't see, get yeah, it. Yeah, he doesn't get it. You can see how he's connecting the dots in his own mind yeah. and why he's doing that, right? And like, but he just is so he just doesn't understand. Like, he doesn't understand Alyssa and why she did those things, when yep. she did them. He doesn't understand why she loves him. Like, and and like, especially when he goes to where he's like, oh, like this should be no problem for you. You've yep. done this before. Yep. Right. And she is so unbelievably offended. And like I was offended again like for her. Like just listening to that. However, I've also been. On the other end of that spectrum, I'm, I will 100% admit it. Where I, you know, was on the the, the in a situation
0: and I, I really did cover your ears. No, yeah, well, yeah. we're three <laughs> white
2: cis males who were raised Catholic, so we very much understand where Holden's coming. from. Yeah, <laughs> yeah very, very much so,
1: and and just trying to create a solution that is going to work for you and make you feel better, but really not understanding how it actually will result. Like I've been there. I've done that before. Right. I've made that mistake. So I under, like I, I appreciate that like so much from, from Holden McMillan. And, and then on yeah. top of that, on top of that, Everything is filmed in Red Bank,
0: which is just yep. like
1: like the scene with Jay and Silent Bob and chasing Amy was in the the diner. Yep, the, the diner that's right there in Red Bank. Which and is how
0: great. and how fun is it to watch Chasing Amy now and see like like I'm because I, I, I you know I watched Chasing Amy a couple weeks ago when we were yeah. getting ready for this episode and I was like blown away when I saw the um the shot of the street and it had Prown's Appliances there. I was like fucking proud. Yeah, I remember Browns. that yep. place, man. Yep. Like and just the way the street, I mean obviously it looks completely different, yeah. you know than it did from 30 25 30 years ago, yep. but it's just insane. And you know, one of my favorite, I think the, one of the most powerful scenes in Clerk I'm sorry not in Clerks and chasing Amy for me was also the scene where Alyssa Jones Breaks the news, quote unquote, to yes. her lesbian yes. friends yes. that she's date that she's fallen in love with a guy, and they're trying to get you know they the pronoun like, yeah, game. And the, oh, yeah, they're why playing, are you playing, yeah, the why you playing the pronoun game, pronoun game. Oh, and then right. and then it's like they their whole attitude towards her immediately changes, and I thought that was, like, you know, very brilliant because you normally – like, normally when you when movies deal with these kind of topics, right, they usually only deal with it from one perspective. Like we talked yep. about, you know, like the Holden McNeil yeah. perspective, right? Yeah. It's very rare in my opinion that you also see it from that perspective, you know, because if that if, – if Chasing Amy was a – Um, you know, a big studio rom-com type of thing, that scene would have played out a lot differently. The girls would have been like, they would have made a joke about it. But instead, it's very, we might not even see that. But instead, it was very much like a real thing because like her friends almost feel like, betrayed, you know? It's like, oh, lost another one, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, another one bites the dust. Yeah, Yeah. and it was such a great scene. It was a quick scene, too, but it was so good. Yeah, very short. And it
1: also shows the consequences in her life of her actions, right? Right. She's tried to build this life, and she's worked so hard, and her whole life revolves around, you know, the the idea of of being a lesbian and and the fact that she is a lesbian, right? And just to see the consequences where her friends alienate her because she is now sleeping with a man, right? And how closed off that they become to her because she's no longer yep. a lesbian. She's no longer she's no longer one of us. She's now one of them.
0: One yeah. right? of you us. Know? One of us. Yeah. Like no,
2: later I- on, where they have that fight. Right after they leave the hockey rink, yep, yes, it, it really gives yeah. that scene a whole different context because she says, "I blew up my life for you," yep, like because yeah, and how she did for Holden, it didn't change his life. You know, I mean, it, it's hard to think about now where there's gay marriage and gay rights and, and equality is such an you know, like something that's just in our culture. Yeah, that it was much more of a subculture. It was right. how it oh, was yeah. viewed back. Oh, then. Yeah. So well, even I- even only twenty five years ago, you know, if you were gay, you tended to have mostly gay yeah. friends and o- yeah, because, in many ways only gay friends. Yeah, and, and you would live in places like you. New York yeah. City. Like she yeah. she couldn't really live in this part of New Jersey. No and one of my way. favorite yeah, life. No that, so so when she so so when she came to terms with this is who she is, you know, she is at least bisexual if if not a lesbian. When she came to terms with that she had to set up a brand new life. And this was kind of her this was this was her her way to get away from all of her problems when she was growing up. Yeah. Right. And then she has to leave, you know, the only life she's ever known, you know, to a certain extent of being happy in. And it was so cool the the way that, I love the way they portray Holden's character in
0: like the lead up to them getting together. And yeah. then basically everything that follows that because it's a really interesting character study because like we talked about before, Holden's um, uh, naive, naivete, he's very much like, he always has this air of like, well, like why doesn't she like me? Like I obviously do, yeah. Like, deserve, like, like again immediately from that, he's immediately, like, from that the bar, he's yeah, yeah. you know, yeah. like guy. Yeah, he's like obviously yeah. everyone should like me. Like right. you know, and he's like so shocked and surprised that like oh wait she's been with other people. Like it just it's like it's
2: such a great they do such an amazing job with his character, um, and it's just fantastic. Yeah, you know, Chasing Amy is one of those movies that I love so much that I try to see you know every year or so, and I always have this fear in the back of my mind where I'm waiting for the movie to become offensive you yeah. know you no, i yeah. mean you're like you're waiting you know like yeah. I, I know that especially we, we all went to all guys high, high school so yep. i know that like the homophobia that was kind of like part of us growing up being younger oh, that's, that's mean- now you know i'm happy to say I, you know i no longer have or even really see that much in our society but you just think about how okay society has improved to such an extent you know, sometimes when you watch older pieces of fiction, especially things that deal with, you know, men or, or, or men in their relationship to women or homosexuality, that you're waiting for this to now become offensive. And right, right. what's so progressive about the way Kevin wrote it is that I noticed that Banky gets worse and worse Yes. as I watch it. Because yeah. he's, he's always yeah, – so yeah. I, I think the first time I see it, you know, you like to – Identify yourself with Holden, but like to a certain extent, you're just like oh, like I would make unfortunate jokes. Everybody would make unfortunate jokes growing up, you know, like or you would just use the F word you know more than you should, you know. You should should,
0: you should never say it. If you were just a fucking tracer too, you'd be upset also. (laughs) (laughs) And and so, like, I think the first time I see chasing
2: Amy, you know, I. I don't think of Banky as this huge villain, and like the more and more that like Banky says these more like horrible things about gay people, more and more like he hits differently over time. Yeah, I feel like Holden seems like a little bit less and less of a good guy. Like you kind of see him more, and then so it's just it's very interesting. I think Chasing Amy holds up in, in a strange way. I feel like you know. You wouldn't make it now because it's not relevant because that no. culture doesn't exist. You yeah, know, like it the, wouldn't the, be such yeah. a it wouldn't be such a crazy thing for her to start dating a guy. Right. And everything about like, you know, like the sexual repression as they joke about with Holden wouldn't exist. You know, like I think it's just a different society now. But in terms of like as a picture of that moment in time, I don't think it's, you know, really Fallen behind the times that much. Um, yeah. No, what's, I, a, what's a Nubian? <laughs> <laughs> he's got the
1: he's got the comic. It's it's white hating coon, right? Oh, I <laughs> love
0: that. that. was one That's of my is ridiculous. That, Keisada, that, whole, man. Yeah. that whole opening scene was incredible because it set a tone for the movie that just did not last. Throughout the first opening scene <laughs> of the movie, no, it was so great because no. like, like going into Chasing Amy, you're thinking like, oh, this is gonna be another mall rats type, yeah. you know, cartoony. Mallrats yeah. yeah, type cartoon movie. You know, yeah, a cartoony, you know, a bunch of, very, of dick and fart jokes. Yeah. Yeah. So it's great. And then all of a sudden, it just
2: immediately takes a left turn. You're like, oh wow, okay, now this is like we're in the we're in the real shit. And that's yeah, it's, it's, it's like so a meta. Seri- yeah. yeah, because you know when Holden talks about the Blunt men and Chronic comic, yeah, you know, he is talking about. Kevin Smith's Small rats, right? You know, you know, like just like you know, yeah. Randall is Kevin Smith's mouthpiece in yeah. in Clerks. You right. know, Holden is Kevin Smith's mouthpiece in Chasing Amy, in and Chasing... and the Chasing Amy comic book that Holden creates is the Chasing Amy movie for Kevin Smith. Right? You know, like it yeah, is that yeah. you know return to, you know, critical and and more you know serious success. Right? Yeah. And you know, it's not that he you know completely abandons jay and silent bob but you know Mallrats has this it is a zany cartoony little bit of a sellout yeah, type vibe, yeah yeah you know, I mean, very much so now, i think that really works with you know like with jay and silent bob the cartoony aspect works with jay and silent bob and they work the best when you treat them like they're looney tunes yeah yeah but it's the rest of the storyline around it is two looney tunes and i feel like you know kevin smith realizes that and in chasing amy that like he, it's the best use of of Jay and Silent Bob. It's it's small, yeah. yeah. It's the most profound impact on any of the yeah. non Jay and Silent Bob films, yeah. And just the way it's so late in the movie, the movie is almost over before you see Jay and Silent Bob. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. You could easily have had them. St- you, know, you could easily have had a scene where they go to the quick stop and Jay and Silent Bob are standing outside. Right. Totally. All these things, you know. You could have easily seen that and have them pepper through the movie, but to have them wait to come in yeah. for a very yeah. specific and, and, reason. And, and it's a big reveal. Like, when you yes. see them, you're like,
1: yeah. oh, cool, Jane and Silent Bob are here. You're like, oh,
0: this is awesome. And it's also interesting because you learn about how they make their money. Aside, yeah. from, dealing, yes. aside yeah. from dealing drugs outside the quick stop. Yeah. And they then, make their money because Holden McNeil pays them royalties. Yeah. And, then, and like that's such a great scene, too. Yeah. Not, not just because of, obviously, the Amy story, and it's like, oh, yeah, yeah. Well, oh, you don't speak up when you want to tell the fucking Amy story. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah. Like, it, it's just such a great scene because because it, like that whole scene right there, that is like one of the most quintessential Jersey scenes. Yeah, very of all much time. A diner. Just, yeah. you're in a diner. You're smoking cigs in the diner back when you can. Jay, you're really eating? You're rolling like drinking a blunt coffee. at yeah. the table.
1: He's rolling a blunt at yeah. the table. You're
0: just sitting there with your fucking boys, just like yeah. shooting this shit, and it's just like it just reminded me of college. I was like, I want to be back in this life. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So,
2: and they and what's great is you know they talk about how they're going to leave for Chitown yes, yes. Yeah. so you know and the next they time we set see up, them is they set up dogma, Chicago and yeah. dogma. which is great exactly yeah. and dogma is and like we mentioned earlier you know all three of us were raised Catholic went to Catholic schools and dogma
1: man when that came out oh
2: that, that is another movie that- Weren't um, allowed to talk
1: about it in school. No. You, like, we got shut down for it. Oh, like, yeah. You, you, got, you got reprimanded. Catholicism now. Yeah, the Catholicism wow Oh, campaign. yeah, wow. Sorry, not yeah. now, yeah. wow. Catholicism yeah. <laughs> wow campaign.
2: What's great about that movie is that it treats- Everything? The Bible like a Marvel comic to a certain extent. <laughs> yeah. Like, like, he calls from his knowledge of Catholicism from going to school yeah. in the same way that, um, you know- some we would cull from their knowledge of comic books, not like a Zack Snyder, but an actual yeah. comic book reader uh, would call <laughs> to make like nice. a movie, like a James Gunn. <laughs> nice jab. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, nice jab. Nice. nice. And it's just so great. And what's interesting about dogma is that whereas Chasing Amy is deep pride in the lore of the viewers universe yeah. it is like at the center oh yeah. all these characters yeah, yeah. dogma it talks ex- about dogma. all the characters Dogma is the exact opposite yeah, yeah dogma is is just like this little like off-ramp yeah well it, it doesn't universe. take place in jersey or no, start in no jersey. no, no it takes place it, in, in chicago it, yeah chicago yeah, yeah, yeah like exactly. it's not even like, it, it has yeah. it has a it has a you know it only has one scene that i can tell that's actually shot in jersey so, right. So that's what. But does it take? But then we then it didn't explain. Yeah, though, we didn't even talk all. about it. So Clerks obviously yeah. filmed yeah. entirely in Jersey. The God's entirely yeah. in Leonardo. You know, yep. quick stop, yep. all that. Yep. Mallrats set in Jersey, but there's nothing shot in. Nothing was shot in Jersey. Yeah, it's, right. it's all shot yeah. in Minnesota. Um, right. right around the time they were filming Fargo, by the way. Interesting. Right. Uh, yeah. So, so, so it's shot in Minnesota, and there, there, was, the, a, there was a there was a. Can establishing I tell you shot of quick stop, cut, but yes, can we'll, I tell you just shop. for the
0: longest time, like before like before the internet, you know, was a thing. and in in high school, I drove around. you remember you were with me. we We drove around looking for the mall. In mall rats because we didn't know <laughs> yep. at the time no, that it wasn't it filmed yeah. the for the jersey. Eden Prairie Mall. Yeah, we yeah. were like, "What
2: well, mall?" Like, we knew it this? wasn't
0: called the Eden Prairie Mall, but like we knew that it had. There's to only be... two options here, exactly: we, Freehold
2: well, or Monmouth. Well,
0: oh. well, we just assumed too. Like, we also went as as far up north Menlo as Park. the uh, Menlo Park Mall, right? Mm-hmm. And there's like the Woodbridge yep. Mall. Like, was, we weren't going to venture to South Jersey. Fuck that shit. Yeah. But like you know, <laughs> like, <laughs> like, you know, we were just yeah, we we drove around looking for the mall one day because there's got to be at the fucking Jersey Mall. Yeah, got to be.
1: Yeah, one of the things that I loved, and it was uh, in Chasing Amy, before we completely uh, move on from it, was the, the two things. Right. So first and foremost, uh, the scene in the diner where uh, Holden and uh, Alyssa Jones are—they're sitting. They they finish their meal at the diner, and Alyssa Jones goes up. And she has that interaction with, I guess it's like the guy who owns the diner. Yes. And she's like, are you an established <laughs> deal maker? <laughs> Man. And he's like, and then and she haggles with him and offers him 50 bucks when it's 75. And he goes, can you take the dashevsky down off the wall? Like, and he's like smiling. He like loves it. Like the guy who's like eating it up. So, like, I just, I, man, that scene itself and where she buys it specifically to give it to him. Yeah. Uh, to give it to Holden. And then, of course, the follow-up scene in the rain, which Sets is just amazing yeah. um, and so impactful. But... The name of Alyssa Jones' comic book was called Idiosyncratic Routines. Now, just even the word idiosyncratic is one of my favorite words in the English language. Um, But it is is really that word that explains the brilliance of Kevin Smith's writing, right? Is that dialogue, is all of these little moments that we're talking about, all of these little idiosyncratic moments that happen throughout all of his movies that, A, connect it to this huge universe, Right. right? Right. And really make it feel much larger than just a single movie, um, as well as really what makes the movies brilliant. Right. Because it's it's those subtleties that are really what is so memorable, so effective. um, And it just makes these movies iconic movies, especially if you were born and raised in central New Jersey.
2: (laughs) Yeah. And it. Kind of set the template for the MCU in the sense that what's yeah. brilliant about the MCU, both in film and TV, is that instead of referencing a random person or a random company, the MCU always references somebody who's a comic book character in some way. And what, as they should, as, yeah, as which they is should, great. Yeah. and Kevin Smith does that. Like for instance, you know, Shannon Hamilton, Ben Affleck's character from Mallrats, he's revealed in Chasing Amy to have a, have had a relationship with Alyssa Jones. Yep. and he like basically revenge porned her. Which makes him even more of an oh, asshole. Oh, that's right. So, that's so we right. we already hate this guy, right. and then like he 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 videotaped them having sex and put it on like the campus like TV station. or Yeah, something. yeah. it's terrible. Yeah, like, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. He, like he, like, he, like yeah. so so they just keep on making Shannon Hamilton this like more and more of a villain, which is funny because they're also doing that in a scene with the actor who played Channel ha- Shannon Hamilton. <laughs> it's so <laughs> great. And, and it was so Banky.
1: Great. Banky w- talks about a scene where he's going down on Brandy Svenning. Yes. Right? He, yep. You know, he's talking yeah, about sophomore be, year in high yeah. school and he talks about when her dad comes in, right? Exactly. And she has who the we over, know. We know right. the dad. Yeah, we, we know, know the fucking dad. intimidating. Yeah, we you know he's going to come in and
0: he's going to be... Yeah, what a great
2: casting for Michael Rooker, by the yeah. way. Oh, yeah. oh, like, oh man. Just uh oh, so hilarious. Good. <laughs> we could have used more Michael Rooker throughout the series. That's, yeah. that's a, you know, because I used, wish he would have come back. Because he would like, just about everybody, but oh, dude, I want them to make a
0: I want there to be a Kevin Smith directed, dark and gritty. Origin story for LaFleur's. For LaFleur's? <laughs> like, that would be so great. Oh, they don't know LaFleur's? Just is? like so over the top comical, like but like really dark and gritty. Just like his, you know, he's like a green beret, like in Vietnam, or like very, very like First Blood, you know, where he's like, he's covered in like war paint, slit people's throats in the fucking jungle. Like, you now, know, wasn't
1: just, that the, actor, wasn't he friends with Arnold Schwarzenegger? Because. The guy that played LaFleur? Yeah. I believe Look, he's so. He's the, like a bodybuilder. Yeah, he's he's, he's in Total from, Recall. Yeah. He's in Running
2: Man. he's in a security guard in Running Man. Yeah, he's a bunch of, in a bunch and he of movies. He doesn't talk in Running Man either. No, no. no.
1: no and I think it's only Total Recall. Yeah. He has like one line of dialogue because I don't think he speaks English. That's oh. the other thing. I don't or, oh, okay. or, or, either that or he spoke with a heavy accent. Because well, I, it's yeah. he's, he's a scary motherfucker. Yeah, He was a big dude. Yeah, he was. He was definitely a big dude.
2: Well, you know, Kevin Smith had. Ethan Suplee on his podcast recently, and I was listening, and they talked about how, you know, so there's this idea of, hopefully it gets made of, like, Twilight of the Mall Rats. It's, it's like, Mm -hmm. it was only going to be, like, a TV series, because he's, unlike the other movies... That one is owned by Universal. So right. Right. Like if he has to, So, whereas he can just make Jay and Silent Bob movies Fucking all the time, right which is something teams. we didn't even mention. So, he owns Jay and Silent Bob. So right. from the very yes. beginning, yeah, right, yeah. Kevin Smith negotiated, whereas normally if you were to sell clerks to a production company, you would sell all the rights away. Right. right. But Kevin Smith, right off the bat, knew, I want to do a shared universe. I want to own Jay and Silent Bob. Right. And they're going to be the main connector between yes. all of the universes. Which is why yeah. he has a comic book store uh, in Red Bank. Right. Jay and Silent Bob's Secret Stash. He can make a beer. The whole deal. But, he- has been trying to get Universal to work with him on a Malrat sequel and in the Mallrats sequel Ethan Suplee who now I don't know if you've seen him he's Jack he is a monster he is like, right yeah, now he, is, oh, he, he looks recently. completely different yeah, he, okay. is, um, he, he has been working out for years and he is he is in tremendous shape and he would play a LaForce type character.
1: Oh, man. That would be so cool. Yeah, it's so... Like, it, it, yeah,
2: his so transformation cool. is insane, too. So, so Willem Black never <laughs> you leaves the mall. stupid yeah. bitch. It's a
0: sailboat. <laughs> you dumb bastard. Yeah. <laughs> oh,
1: man. It, like, just such a... Well, because you see him... He started to lose the weight... In Clerks in 2. In Clerks 2. Right. Mm-hmm. And he also had it... He had lost it for uh, Wolf of Wall Street yep. yes. as well. Right, and you see him, he really starts yeah. to slim
0: down pretty significantly. But now he's a monster. Yeah, now he's, like, yeah, really. Before, he, like, when he was just losing weight, it was just, like, yeah. losing weight. Now yeah, he's wow. just, like, now he looks like he, yeah. ripped, he ripped a phone book in half.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, and I mean, what a just a great actor. I mean, he's been in so many iconic movies American History X, you know, the Jane Silent Bob or uh, excuse me, Mall Rats. And
2: he's apparently best friends with Leo DiCaprio. Is he really? Yeah, yeah, oh, they're, oh, like, they're so like really cool. good friends. Yep.
1: Man, that's so cool. Leo so, just seems like a guy that you just you definitely want to have a beer with.
0: So, just on Dogma, real quick, my yes, favorite yes. connection on Dogma was so obviously the Jane Silent Bob connector, but the connectors, the other connectors for Dogma are a lot more subtle because the first time we see,
2: it's movie Time. Movies, it's movie town. I'm eating it. Yep, yep. Dude, <laughs> The like, golden calf, the, the, golden the evil
0: calf. golden yep. calf of movies. There yeah. it is. And then, it, yeah, it, isn't dog with yeah dog? So the, it's it's the movies boardroom or whatever that Azriel like shoots up or whatever and fucking yes. kills it right?
2: That's exactly. right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And what's yeah, interesting because they is worship that the golden the calf. The golden yeah, calf. That, we know yeah. movies as. This fast food chain because right. that's what yeah. it's seen as in Jason and Bob Strike Back and the reboot and in, in Dogma. of course Clerks too. Yeah. But in Dogma. in Dogma, it's movies is like a multinational company. It's more yeah. it's more Disney than right. fast food exactly. So uh, that's true. Yeah. So what they, yeah. they, it's they all about the they, they talk about the TV yeah, yeah. show, yeah, yeah. The, the, yeah. The, the the everything. So it's it's movie originally is closer to Mickey Mouse, right? And right. then later, which you can even tell from the artwork, it has like yeah, the, same the, eyes. the gloves, totally. the yeah. big yeah. white gloves. Whereas yeah. Later on, you know, movies is best known as being more like a Ronald McDonald.
0: Right, because then then in Clerks 2, the next time you see movies, it's where Randall and Dante are working. Yeah, Yeah. Because that that opening scene in in Clerks 2 is so great. Because it starts in black and white, and you're all excited about it, and then he opens the fucking... Thing, and the quick stop is just burning down, you yeah. know, and then you go and then and then they find you find out that Randall and Dante have now got a job at movies. And it's and it's great. And it's the exact same vibe. Like they just he it, it's so great because not only Kevin Smith from a writing and directing perspective, but The uh, actors playing, you know, uh, uh, Brian O'Halloran and someone playing Dante and Randall, they just fall right back into the roles so naturally. yeah. And it feels like, you know, it's very rare in my opinion that you get to see characters play the same, or I'm sorry, actors play the same characters like that. Over such a broad period of time, and you feel the actual maturity, for lack of a better term, here in terms of, of those characters as they go through. Yeah, and like they, it's the, like a real testament growth, to their acting. Yeah. Like they did a really good job in that movie. Yeah,
1: and, and you know, one of the things that is kind of a, a little bit weird, which uh, I think they did a really good job with in in Jalen Silent Bob Strike Back, um, but with some of the other movies, they not so much, is that the same actors play multiple characters. Yes, yes. right. So the the woman who played Alyssa Jones. Also played the other character in Mallrats. Yep. um you've got Brian O'Halloran, uh, Brian O'Halloran, who plays Dante,
0: but then also plays
1: Gil in yes. Mallrats. Yep. Well,
2: there are three Hicks but, cousins.
0: Yes, three Hicks cousins. But then he There's the news anchor too. Right. Yes. Uh,
1: yeah. And then, but he's also. In chasing Amy, when they're doing, when they're getting the deal to do the cartoon, yes, and they're sitting He's there, the MTV and, guy, and and, and Matt Damon, Matt Damon is sitting yep. there too, and Matt it's just so Damon. good, Matt it's Damon. Just so good. And essentially, that was like the Clerks cartoon, yes. yep. like that's that's the whole idea behind the Blunt Man and Chronic cartoon was mm-hmm. the Clerks cartoon yep. that was was literally in the process of being made. At that time, or yeah. was was but it was an idea? No, it was made it was, a couple years idea. later. But it like, was made years later. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
0: But that it was where the idea kind of came from. So yeah. here's the question. Okay. When Ben Affleck shows up in Clerks Two, ah. who is he?
2: See, he's he's credited as Gawking Guy. Right. Gawking Guy, and he has a. A weird facial hair. Weird facial so hair. So he
1: has the same facial hair yeah. as uh Holden his, McNeil. no well as no, his character no. well, well. As well, his well, character close. in um yeah. uh Smoking Aces. Right. right. I don't know if you've ever seen the movie yes. The smoking aces, he well, literally... Because I think he was shooting. Well that's the movie a practical the same, thing. And that's right, also yeah.
2: why Jason Lee, who plays Picklefucker. Right. Uh Jason Lee yeah. has the so he couldn't he play He looks like he my name is He couldn't play Holden McNeil or Banky Edwards because uh I'm sorry, he couldn't play Banky Edwards or um the guy from Allright. Brody. Yeah. Brody. 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 yeah. He couldn't play Banky or Brody because he had the, right. the My Name is Earl stuff. So yeah. that's yeah. more yeah. like yeah. a production thing. Right. You know, right. like they wouldn't let him, you know. It's 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 what they should have done with the mustache in Justice League. They should have <laughs> yeah. written around it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Instead of trying to CGI exactly. it out. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, so, just oh just imagine a version of Clerks 2 where there's like terrible cheeks on Jason Lee. <laughs> oh <laughs> yeah. man. So he that would be amazing. So yeah, so he's credited as gawking guy
1: right. in yeah. thing.
0: I would make the argument that the natural progression of douchebaggery of the character of Shannon, Shannon? in yeah. All Rats yeah. is yeah. to have that mustache that he yeah. has. So right. I say that gawking man in Clerks 2 is Shannon. Yeah, Because I, he has
2: no... I, I like
0: that. Because
1: he's not identified and I would
0: And 100%. he has no respect
1: for people with no shopping address. He has no respect right. for people right. in, in that right. scene. Exactly, yeah. right? Yeah.
0: And, and he would have recognized somebody yeah right
2: because Holden as olden, I cause, mean, he cause, cause yeah. Holden he would have because Holden wrote a whole comic book about Jay and Silent Bob and he's mentioned the quick stop right so right. his interaction with Dante and Randall would have been one of if not friends but of like I know that
1: guy I know them I know them because yeah. they worked at the co- Where, I would've, They would have he would have referenced the right. quick stop and right then, and,
2: and then we know he's not Bartleby right because <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because he's not he, Bartleby. Yeah. Cause he appears to have no supernatural powers <laughs> and is alive yeah <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, it's be, so it's gotta be Shannon. It's gotta be Shannon. Jason Lee goes, you're a fucking demon. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Dogma, such a great is so underrated brilliant. brilliant So
1: wait, so let's talk for a minute. Why is it not now or will it be available? As on streaming. You can't buy it. You can't oh. rent it. Oh.
0: Weinstein Company. So is it, yeah, is it, it because... Be.
1: It's, a, it's I don't know the specific. But the it's other, it's the other movies... It's
0: Miramax.
2: It's the thing.
1: So yeah, it's, it's some kind of rights no, issue. I know it's a rights issue, yeah. but yeah. what is that rights well, he, here's,
2: issue? He, here's what's... I, I, I don't know what, what... The thing about all these movies is, so Clerks was bought by Miramax and then distributed by Miramax. Uh, Mallrats was a full-on universal movie you know as much as you know like the mummy you know like it was just a universal film uh chasing amy was the same type of like indie film relationship as clerks and it was you know produced by mall rats Do- i'm sorry by miramax dogma was miramax jay and silent bob strike back is miramax as you know right then what happens is that between jay and silent bob strike back and clerks th- two um the weinstein brothers um Leave Miramax, which at that point is now a Disney subsidiary, and they right. start their own company. So, um, right, the wine which scene is the company. Weinstein Company. Miramax right, is named right. for their parents, Miriam and Max, and so then they start uh, with the Weinstein Company, and that's what Clerks Two is. Right, and then Jay and Silent Bob reboot is, is completely also, independent, right. you yep. know. But and they're all, of course, also made by BuSQ. So right. yeah, because. Eventually, uh, venture capitalists like bought Miramax, and because of all of its intellectual property and all that stuff. So yeah, I'm sure something like right. that. I mean, I own Dog, I own all of them. So I yeah, own, I own yeah. Dogma. Yeah. So like, I didn't even realize that it wasn't for streaming. Yeah, yeah,
1: no, you can't, you can't stream it anywhere. Like, I, I was going to go and watch it, but you can't stream it anywhere. The only one I found was uh, like a random, like I had to search for a little while, but I found a random YouTube video that had the movie, but. Only had like a, it was like a small uh. version where it had like something in the background. As oh, that's well. a, that's how they do it. Yeah, that, that's yeah, it gets past yeah the, so it gets yeah. past the, yeah. the 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 licensing rights. Yes. So and that was the only way that I I could see it anywhere streaming online. Like it's yeah. not, it's not streaming. It's, it's amazing.
2: Not, it's an amazing movie. But yeah. Yeah. but it is the one with the least amount of connections. because you got you know, you got right. Jade yep. Silent Bob. You yep. this is where they really lean into the nail cigarettes. Right. You, you, see know, like, that you yeah. start A lot. seeing tons of ads, yep. they really this yep. is when you really get into it. Right. And then, and then movies then, and all that other movies, stuff. Movies, of course. Yeah. And then you also have um so you have Dante had Gil Hicks his cousin in Mallrats. Yep. Yep. And then you have Grant Hicks is the television reporter yep. right. that you see, another Brian O'Halloran yeah, character him, right. reboot in this. And it's
0: yep. and then And so speaking of Miramax though. I was going to say, we we totally skipped over, you know, oh, well, it's a Miramax movie, so they'll probably put Ben Affleck ben and Matt Affleck Damon. And Matt dude, well, that's Jay that's... and Silent Bob Strike Back. Well, that's after Dogma. It is. No, no, but, but we were already talking yeah, but, about But now we into it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's so
2: meta. Yeah, dude. Yeah.
0: So Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back is, so I, I know I said that Mallrats is my favorite, but I mean, like, it's like, Mallrats is here, and Jay and Silent Bob is just, like, up its butt crack. Like, yeah. I, Jay and Silent Bob, for me, is, like, a near perfect movie. Well,
2: chasing Amy, you like chasing Amy and Dogma are are two great movies of his, and those are movies that like you can show to somebody and they would just appreciate. You know, like they yep. you know they're brilliantly yep. made films. Yep. Yeah, they're James objectively great. Right th- it is the like you only appreciate that if you have seen and loved the previous four. You right. Know, it right. Doesn't you right. know it doesn't stand alone in any way. And it's no. Not yeah, meant right. to. And especially if you've never seen it, because it really leans into the fact that they just recast the same actors yeah, dude, in and, different roles. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's yeah, so, so confusing if different you're watching it. Jay and God. Silent mm-hmm.
0: Bob Strike Back is, is, is the, is the yeah. first Avengers movie of the View Askew universe yes. because it's everybody is there. It literally connects everything that we've seen over the last ten years or yep. eight yep. years, whatever it is. And it's just, like, it's so perfect in every single way with every, way, every single way they do the connection because it really goes into, like, I love how it really goes into, like, the more about just the the, the 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 how Jay and Silent Bob like make their money how they're allowed yeah. to be yeah. slackers right yeah. because like they're making a movie about it it's, oh it's all the buzz on the internet and still my favorite the line fuck is dude, the internet that is my favorite line of any <laughs> movie ever just because not only just the line itself but the way it's delivered just, what the fuck? fuck is the it's just yeah. it's, so it's clear he's flawless. never heard that no, word. No. Dude, it's so just flawless. So great. And then you've got yeah and again you've got Ben Affleck is back in two different roles. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, yeah, and, it's yeah, both Jason The Avengers of two
2: different roles too, yeah, The yeah, Vus yeah, yeah. Universe. Right. And the Avengers of the Miramax dimension world. Yep. It really is. cuz you know yeah. you, you have oh, yeah. the you have the Amazing Scream 3 or a connection, Scream 4 rather. Scream, Scream, 4, Scream, 4, Scream 4, 4, yeah, connection, 4 connection. Scream 4 connection. And then you have the um Goodwill hunting sequel. Yes. <laughs> so good. Right. <laughs> so well, good. So, and then you've so. got and then you've got
0: all of the it, he re- Kevin Smith really leans into making fun of movie tropes yes. in that movie, which I love. I love when movies go meta like that and yeah. make fun of different tropes. You know, where you have like the um, the the Eliza Dushku and the Shannon Elizabeth yep. and the Ally Larder characters. You know, it's like because we're walking, talking, badass female cliches. Woo-hoo! <laughs> you know, like it's just everything about it is so perfect. And then, oh my god, the scene where they're you know uh, cartwheeling through the lasers oh, yeah. or whatever, and yeah. then. She yeah. alley larder farts at the end. He's like, that little fucking stoner was right. You know <laughs> <laughs> fast food makes you fart.
1: <laughs> and um so so one of the things I love about Janson Bob Strike Back is that there's a direct connection with mall rats. It's it's yes. almost like it's a direct yeah. sequel because yeah. at the end, at the very, very, very end of mall rats they do that thing where they have like the the dialogue yeah yep. the where are they now right oh yep. this is where and they've got the monkey mm-hmm. right and they're walking Suzanne. with the monkey and they go that well that's a story for that's another it's a whole up. different yeah, story and, that yeah. is, and then yeah. they
0: tell the story of Suzanne when they yeah. break her yeah. and they break her out of the facility or yeah. whatever and it's oh, I am the clit commander yeah. when you think of the clit you <laughs> see this <laughs> face <laughs> and, then, and then also Jon Stewart has an awesome cameo in that movie as well as one of the news anchors like mean, th- 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 like the talent in that Dude, film. Will Ferrell, Will Ferrell is in it. Dude, uh, so Chris Rock's, Mark oh, Chris Rocks part yes. in that movie is my favorite it's because so he's, he's obviously a parody it's of Spike Lee. So and yeah. it's so good. The, the one scene where, where uh, uh, Jamie, Kennedy Jamie Kennedy comes up with the and, he, and Chris crack crack it, crack it, crack it. Taste, the Taste booga it. Booga Taste the book of flavor. It's <laughs> the book
1: of flavor. book of it's so perfect. And it's great. It serves as like No, no, no. You the man, sir. No, you the man. And that's the problem.
2: It's it serves as like a mini sequel to all his movies. It does. You know, yeah, you, you, it's great. You see where you see where Banky and Holden ended up. Yep. You see um you see where Brody ended up, you know, like you yep. see that now he left the Tonight Show and now right. and yep. this is also very meta. Just like Kevin Smith made his money and opened up a comic book store or bought right. and then, right. and then right. rebranded one right. in Red Bank. Right. That is exactly what, exactly. Brody, what Brody does. Yeah. And and they actually film a scene. In Jay and Silent yeah, Bob Secret Stats, in there, which yep. is right. Kevin Smith's real life comic book store, they yep. film a scene in there as Brody's Secret Stash, which Secret is the Stats. shirt that Matt is wearing so there. Correct, love yeah, this shirt. Yeah, uh, it's it's so. <sighs> So good, it, but it, the it's scene, definitely the it's, scene it's a scene with uh, West Craven. West yeah. Craven's yeah. just counting his money. <laughs> oh my just so
1: funny. He's like, Jesus! I said I'm busy. <laughs> that's Gus Van Sant. Oh, Gus Van Sant. Yeah. That's right. Sorry, yeah. I said I'm busy. But yeah. Shannon's yeah. already has said that. I'm busy. Shannan's 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 already already yeah. has that scene where she takes the the the
0: the mat, the Scream mask off, and it's Suzanne, the monkey, whatever. really, West, the fucking monkey. So
1: so now that's the question, right? Does Scream Four happen at the same time? As Jay and Silent Bob strike back, is that why Jay and Silent Bob are in Scream Four on the movie set when they go
2: on the movie set in Scream Four? Well, so so so, all right. So getting into that, in so in Scream One, there is a videotape of clerks that you can see. Right. So that ties okay, it up a little bit. Okay. Secondly, Jay and Silent Bob strike back involved the pair stumbling onto the filming of a fictitious Scream Four. Right. However, they do have a cameo in Scream Three. Scream Three, yes. that's right. So, that's right. so Jay and and Bob, there's. So at that point, there wasn't a Scream Four, and there and it wasn't, wasn't. There wouldn't no. be one for but another it wasn't, decade.
1: Wasn't it right. not called Scream? It was called Stab or something like that. No, it that
0: did. was in. So in Scream Three, it was called Stab.
2: Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's okay. It was a right, movie right, about. On meta. On meta. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, yeah. I got my meta confused. Yeah. So. Yes, yeah, so, it's easy. So, yeah, <laughs> so they come across a Scream Four, which means that the Scream series exists in right the viewers' universe, but then they are characters on the lot for the Screaming of Stab. Right, right. In Scream Three, Three. exactly. Right. So yes, so the so it's it's very confusing. <laughs> because, I need a fucking whiteboard. Yeah. <laughs> so in. So, so maybe
1: we shouldn't. We should save this for the next episode because oh, that's fodder. the fodder. It's that's fodder. the fodder. But it's great okay. fodder. It's great fodder. So the <laughs> the,
0: the, be, the best part about Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back, or one of the best parts, the whole thing is the whole, fucking fantastic. the movie is just the delivery. The yeah. comedy is great. Is is you get you get a lot more real world connections because yes. they have James Vanderbeek and uh, Jason. Uh, Jay, um, uh, no, what the fuck is his? The guy from American Pie. Not Jay, uh, Jason Biggs. Uh, Biggs Jason Vanderbeek, Biggs, thank you. Yeah. Jason Biggs, yeah, I couldn't think of his last Biggs. names. Yeah. yeah, playing you know Jay and Silent Bob, Blood Man and Chronic in the movie, and he else like, oh, comes back to that fucking pie. And I <laughs> love when, when Vanderbeek goes. Like, he's like, "You wouldn't last a day
2: on the creek," you know. Like, and then I love that they have that same interaction and same uh, relationship in the reboot. In the reboot, yeah. right. like, too. It's like, so and they bring him back. Yeah. It's such a testament to Kevin Smith that he can keep on getting all these actors. Yes, to come back. Yeah. Like, yes. I mean, even and, for small roles in a tiny film shot in Louisiana, you right? Can still get them back, and and I just. Perfect. could
1: not agree more that it is the Avengers of the View Askew universe yes. yeah. right because like, at the last scene the, the where they're, bolting, they're coming out of the screening
2: yeah. of the movie
0: you see all you of see the characters yeah. yeah, you see everyone. Jones is there you see
2: so you see Dante and Randall Yep. yep. you see so Willem Black Steve Dave you see, you see you Willem you Black, see, Black see, who was played Dave. by Scott yeah. Mosier in Clerks Yep. Right. but then he was played by Ethan Suplee. right uh, in Mallrats so you see you see him yep. Scott Mosher the producer returning as Willem Black yep. right. you see Fanboy and Steve Dave as you just mentioned you see yeah. Alyssa Jones and her sister Trish Tell Steve, Right. Dave. you see Trish and, and right. then you know what, what I also like is that you see Banky Edwards with yes. Hooper yes. Right. and it implies that they're now they're dating they're now dating yes. 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 so like Banky so his whole so it actually kind of saves his character a little bit because yeah. like all of his hatred wasn't just, you know, blind hatred. It was right. him not coming to terms with, with who he himself really was. being gay, right. yeah, yeah. Right, so, yeah, yeah so, uh, Man, but it what is a, what a what quick a great little line, scene. What
1: yeah. a great line, going back to Chasing Amy, when he has that line, he's like, boy, that boy loves you in a way that he's not ready to deal with yet. Yep. <laughs> yep. What a great line. That's and great, yeah. Like,
2: uh, and, what's, and what's fun is that early in the movie, you think it's just Hooper- Playing with Banky, right? Because you know he he does this crazy bit, which is another you know amazing piece of Smith dialogue where he talks about how like basically everybody's gay in the Archie comics universe and all this stuff. And you can tell that he's doing all that just to piss off Banky, yeah,
1: yeah, because he's just messing with him. Yes.
2: So so when at first he's implying that Banky is gay, you think it's just another you know like iteration of this running joke. And then to actually have it be a real thing at the end, because then you start to suspect it, and Holden starts to suspect it, Alyssa starts to suspect it. Yep, and that's when right. you know, it really becomes. Yep. And that that's his, that, that's why like chasing Amy was the epitome of, in my opinion of his writing because like it was just it's a slow burn because yeah. what he does in chasing Amy that's so brilliant is that he hides the seriousness of the movie in the jokes like it's yeah. so layered you know like yeah. because you had just seen Mallrats you're thinking of him as this like slapstick guy yeah. but behind all of his jokes in Chasing Amy there's like meaning there wasn't really in Mallrats but right. in Chasing Amy there's just tremendous like heart and meaning and like you know this you know this like journey into what it means to be a man like it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's absolutely yeah. absolutely yeah. and then the the other
0: thing that I love um about Jan and Silent Bob uh, I'm sorry Jan on Silent Bob Strike Back is the just again it's it's the Avengers of that Universe, yes. yeah, and the way everything comes together is just so perfect. It's just so great, so it many really different is. levels, so and the great. and the way that it ends too with um. Wait, I think I'm forgetting what. Ha- wait, what happens after the? I'm totally forgetting what happens after the scene with the screening of the movie.
1: No, that's it. That's the the end. That's it. The that the they go, yeah, they, yeah. Go, they yeah. go they and, go yeah. to the after party. Yeah. With that's right. The after morris right. day and the motherfuckers. Right, the and they time. travel yeah. through
2: his movies. In the same way that they travel through them in time, so like they start off they're in the clerk's world. Yep. Yeah. they interact with Dante and Randall, yep. get kicked out of the Quick Stop, right? Yep. Then they travel to the Mallrats world. Yep. yep. They have the whole they scene Brody. with Brody. Yep. yep. Then they travel to chasing Amy and chasing Amy world, and they, holden, world, right? and they, and and they have the holden. holden thing,
1: and he explains what the internet is. Yep. Yes. Yeah.
2: And then they go to the movies. And you're in the Dogma world. Yep. yep. Oh, that's what I was thinking end, of. You're yeah. in the Jay and Silent Bob world. Like yeah. they actually go it's, in order yes. of the like, movies. And that's yeah, what yeah, I was thinking of step. the scene,
0: the the last scene where they where they take all the money. They make the deal with Banky at the end, and they take all that money to travel oh, around yeah. the country yes. and they go to beat, beat up, up the, the guys kids. that yeah. say bad things about them
2: on the internet. Yeah. <laughs> and then they hold movie on to the money. down Yeah, because in Clerks 2, right? They have fifty thousand dollars cash yeah. to buy the quick stop to back quick stop. Yeah, to buy the yep. quick stop oh yep. and Cler- yeah. clerks too is we talked about it a little bit earlier it is that rare sequel you know over a decade later that yeah just the characters still work yeah. totally and totally. it gives
1: them an opportunity to create new characters mm-hmm. like rosario dawson's carrier character so brilliant. and she was and elias just, oh man elias One we need more elias. Oh. i wish elias would have
0: come back he's just oh, so elias. good. So, did you see his picture hanging up in the movies pop-up? I did. Up? I it was did. So his picture as, as employee, employee of the month. Yeah, so great. Yeah, see, what so I love great. about
2: Elias is that I watched Clerks 2 twice getting ready for this episode. The yeah. first time I watched it, I, I remembered again how amazing Elias is. And the second time I watched it, I just watched Elias. So yeah. he yeah. doesn't talk that much, but his his reactions, especially his blinking or his like... The way he like yeah, his looks little twitchy the mannerisms. Yep. He yeah. talks. You know, I don't know if it's autism or it's just like he's always thinking. Like, there's a lot more going on with Elias than you think. And yeah. If you yeah, just watch him in the background or like when he's in a conversation with somebody. Just watch him. Don't watch the other guy. He's so good. That that role. Is so fantastic. Yeah, he's perfect in yeah. it. What's interesting, and then when it- he gets wasted at the end, yes. Yeah, <laughs> oh my god, it's just what? so funny. And, I, and I, he's
1: and wearing the what would Jesus do? And underpants. I like the yeah. levels of geekdom, you know, like yes. he is like yeah. he is
2: a lower level than them because he's in the fantasy <laughs> stuff. Yeah, and like the sci-fi comic book people look down on the fantasy. Yeah, they look down on the fantasy nerds. <laughs> right. There's only one trilogy. Yeah, and I, there's I only really,
1: one return, and it's not of the king; yeah, it's of, of the, the Jedi.
0: And I really like the the sort of real world implications with where Jay talks about his quote unquote rehab, yeah, his rehab in which, the real world, which, yeah, like I mean, it was real, real world, world thing. Like, it yeah. was really cool to like, you know, obviously, most people watching it probably don't realize, but like fans like us, were like, oh, like that is actually like a real thing. Like, yeah, and Jason he's, done it, more, he's was, done it more than yeah. once, like, you know, yeah. but it was cool to like see that brought into the movie universe, yeah. like that. Yeah, very, very cool. And I love
2: that they're religious now. Dude. which totally oh, makes man. sense you know the bible yeah, so, so yeah. hey I'm the, the holy, holy fucking, fucking bible yeah, <laughs>
1: dude that's such a great line <laughs> it's just so yeah, he has well the god delivered christ yeah the god christ yeah too, because yeah and it's buddy christ again it's, yeah it's, dogma, buddy christ, it's great yeah. connection yeah because
2: like, so what's great is that so i don't i'm not a religious person but if <laughs> neither and, and they're not either but they literally met god. So then you have to yeah. become at least a literalist, <laughs> yeah. you know, it's like it's like that great line from the opening scene of Dogmore. He goes, "You've met god. You've stood in his presence." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yet I just claimed I heard you claim to be an atheist. Yeah. Uh, and Clerks too. what's also great about that sequel that I don't think a lot of people realize is that Clerks takes place over one day. Yes. Yeah clerk's two takes place over one day. It does. It's all one day. Yeah, it's all yeah. one day. Yeah, yeah. it's which, all it's you know, Dante's day. last day at work. Exactly. Yeah. It's it's so it's, at, it's it, you know it 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 really tells that story. It's well, except
1: for the end which fast forwards. Yes, yeah, so, so it's like twenty four yeah. hours exactly. Well, well, the end. No, the, no, the end. end fast least, forward. It's months. months you know, because it like, shows them open reopening the, the, so. the quick stop. Oh, that yeah, end. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah,
0: yeah. I, I, I was thinking of like when he goes to to pick Rosario Dawson. Where he, where he puts the ring through the drive through. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, yeah that, I, I, I like forgot the about the whole end. Whatever. Where they really yeah. Fix yeah, the quick stop up. Yeah. The, I assure you, we are reopen. Yeah, she is so good in that movie. She she's, just, she's great in that absolutely. movie. Like that dancing Brilliant. sequence, you know. And oh. they, they
2: have such great natural chemistry. They yeah. do, yeah. Okay,
1: and also, uh, I, I'm not sure. Was I don't I don't remember a boob scene in reboot in Jay and Son Bob reboot but there are only two boob scenes I that boob I know so there was boobs mm-hmm. in mall rats right yes, with the course. topless psychic of yeah. course the famous third nipple yeah,
2: the third nipple, topless yeah. psychic and she pulls it off she pulls up and of works course, every so. time <laughs> and, and uh, Joy Lauren Adams for a second she's changing. Yeah, in Mallrats, Rats she's oh, changing. Yeah, yeah, but you don't
0: know, you
1: don't know, really that's not yeah. like the same. Well there's titties, but, you see titties you for like a second. But yeah. Kevin Smith's wife yeah. in Clerks Two yes. flashes Dante yes. and even though she's wearing a bra, it's a see through yeah. bra yes. and you can see it. You so it's the only it. yep. other movie where you actually get to see yep. boobies. Yep. In uh, so for those of you at home, as home as on the boob <laughs> counter, <laughs> counter, yeah, check the boob yeah. counter. What's it? Uh, that's a, what does. Uh, Seventeen Mr. minutes Mr. and
2: forty five seconds. Check yeah. your Mister Skin. <laughs> so <laughs> great,
0: Mister <laughs> <So now, laughs> Skin. That's even a better name than ours. <laughs> so now, so now let's move on to the Avengers endgame of the View Askew Universe. Right. So we. So me and Anthony and wait. You you were yeah, there. Was yeah, there. all three of us. Yeah. Sorry, we all, all three went there. of us. Trying to remember yeah. who, who all went because we weren't sitting yeah, there. There was a That's bunch. Why. Right, yeah. I was we with Graff yeah, we and you guys together. were. Yeah. yeah. So we got to go see on the Jay and Silent Bob reboot road show. Road show. Yeah. We mm-hmm. saw the movie at Convention Hall. Yeah. Uh, or the Paramount Theater, I should say. I'm sorry. Before it was, you know, like fully released or whatever. Yeah. Um, and you know there was the the commentary and the Q and A. The after, which was and, awesome. And fuck that stupid cocksucker <laughs> that stood in front. Of me and asked the dumbest question, longest, possible.
1: most complicated, ridiculous. And he question. asked
0: more than one question, yeah. And he asked more than one, and I was not able to go. It was right no, behind you. Were him. Literally, I, you were literally next to go, dude. I wanted to punch him off. in the dick and <laughs> snap his neck and move. Yeah, and side. it was
1: just the most ridiculous, like oh, dumb question. But anyway,
0: yeah. so Jay and Silent Bob reboot is fantastic.
2: On so it's many so different so much levels. better than Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back, and I like Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back yeah. because, but it's Jay better in a different way. Yeah, because Jay yeah. and Silent Bob Strike Back it's very much a Looney Tune cartoon. Like right. it yes. is zany, yeah, yeah, yeah. it is crazy, it's meta, it's all that. Whereas the reboot has so much more heart, yeah. and it has at the end of the movie, which is something apparently that was shoehorned in when Ben Affleck basically, you know. Through the press, telegraphed to Kevin Smith to reach out to me, and yep. if, you know Kevin Smith, after not talking to him for many years, right. brought him down, which was
0: so great. It has something that yeah. I think
2: more movies should do. If you talk about movies that you love, you don't always want to see a sequel because a sequel means that something terrible is going to happen, or right, like, or, right. Like you, or, like, yeah. or like they're changing their story. But yeah. maybe seeing a ten-minute mini sequel of where those characters are now, especially like you know some sort of romantic movie, is great. Yeah, just and like the perfect, Avengers. Yeah, it's yeah perfect. And having a ten-minute you know. Little basic chasing Amy Coda. Yeah, in the middle yeah. of the movie, it's germane. You know, it, it, you know, it makes sense that he would be there. It pulls yep. at your heartstrings, and not only is it random, it um, you know, like it seems random, but like it's, it's very it's, unexpected. Yes, but it's it, it ties directly into the relationship that Jay has with his daughter and yep. everything. It's mm-hmm. it's such a be- beautiful scene. And to be honest, I think about reboot, and if Ben Affleck and that scene wasn't in there. I don't know if I'd have the same feeling about reboot. I would have yeah. loved it. Yeah, no, it was. Yeah, yeah I, agree. That, that I agree. But agree 100 it to this. I mean, yeah. I think James Bob reboot, in my opinion, is the second best of all his movies. I it's, think Chasing Amy is, is my favorite. Yeah, and reboot reboot jumped to second for me. Yeah, I think reboot was because incredible. of that scene. Because, but also, you know, it has a great Brody sequence. Yeah, it has. Loki sequence that it involves Loki, yeah. sequ- so good where he essentially
1: is Jason Bourne, yes. yeah. yeah, So
2: like, <laughs> he wakes up and
1: he's that's that's who Jason Bourne is, and that's why he's so good is because he's actually an archangel, he's Dude, the archangel so Loki. So perfect, oh, so but, good, yeah, it's so, such a good, it
2: basically, does story. everything that he did. It's, it's almost like he got like a second crack at the apple, it's what Zack yeah. Snyder's trying to do now, yeah, yeah. yeah like yeah. he, yeah, he basically. Filmed Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back a second time. I mean, yeah, it's literally a reboot yeah, but, but, of Jay and this Silent this time Bob Strike Back. It's so yeah. much better. It's it yeah. has more heart. You know, because yeah. th- at the center, not only does it have the relationship of, you know, like the Chasing Amy, you know, sequel, but the relationship between Jay and having a daughter and how that changes him. And ha- and of course, you know, since it's Kevin Smith's daughter who's the actress yeah, yeah. playing that character, and just it's so beautiful. And like it has this heart. That Jay and Silent Bob is it's just a comedy. And this one, Jay and Silent Bob reboot is just. It's beautiful. It's, yeah. a, it's like more of a drama. And it, it
1: is it is much more whereas yeah, yeah, exactly. Where strike back is is much more of a comedy. This one's much more of a drama. It's much more heart wrenching and, yeah. and and it really tugs on your heartstrings. It's really, really good. And um, but at the same time, it's also, you know, our, our favorite line from Death of Superman lives, uh, just real wank stuff for fans, right? <laughs> yeah, everything. It's, it's just I mean, the whole thing is is fan service. Like Kevin Smith is almost like giving back to all of his fans. Yeah. And and he's he wrote this movie and in it's incredible movie and it's a lot of fun and it's just it's a fan it's it's fan service for everyone who's been on this wild and crazy adventure yeah. since the beginning and, and getting a chance to see
0: all of these you know uh, all of the and it's re- the the, it's, the movies. It's yeah. really cool he has to see all the characters again. It's really cool how he came up with the idea for Chronic Con. Have you heard him talk about this? Yeah, because he, because he didn't yeah. want to like it well, not that he did to but he couldn't have done a, like a real world Comic Con because then it would have been you know rights for all the other characters you would see in Comic Con. Marvel. So yeah, that he was like back yeah. to what you said before. He's like, oh, well, I fucking own this already. Yeah, and, yeah. And you know, and, and, it, violent, and, and yeah. it fits, and it's so much. It, I, I honestly think it's better than if it was an actual Comic-Con yeah. because it fits more in line with the universe of Jay and Silent Bob and yep. Bluntman and Chronic and those characters and their popularity in that world. It's so perfect. And just to see all the Jay and Silent Bob cosplaying going on. And my favorite yep. – so they went they, – you're talking about cameos and like tie-offs. They even go so deep as to have the kids – that buy weed off of them at the beginning yes. of J.N. Yes. Bob yes. Strike Back, yep. they now own their own Eglomer. like company. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Their Own weed stream. Like, and it's like, yeah. and it's so great. That scene Every is so perfect. Every cameo is thought of because yeah. this
2: is not just a culmination of the VWS universe, it's a culmination right. of his life. You know, yeah. Yeah. like you have, so M- Melissa Benoist is in it, She's one of three actors from Supergirl in it, yeah. and of course he directed multiple episodes of Supergirl. Right. You have multiple podcast partners of his. You know, yeah. uh, uh, You know, he has um his co host for for uh, Bat- or Fat Man Beyond. Yeah. Mark Bernard is there. Yeah. Exactly. And then they have Ralph Garman who plays Underhill, who bankrolls the whole right. trip yep. accidentally. You know, you you even see the improv where they where they um record that podcast. Yep. So and Diedrich Bader is yeah. back as the security guard yes. again. It's so yeah. perfect. It's so And then of great. course you have our real life
0: friends, the comic book men, Ming, yeah, and, Ming Mike and Mike yes. and Walt. they're all yeah. there in the yeah. panel. And, it's and great. And here's yeah. where
2: I think it's a perfect segue like into The Fodder. So like this movie and sets Ming, up well, the Ming most Ming was fodder. wearing a shirt A to Z. Yeah, yeah, A, a to yeah, Z. Yeah. Ming is where so we'll have to yeah. I if love- Ming was here earlier. We'll have to see if he's still here cuz we need yeah. to ask him. So in so so there are multiple references to other properties in this. So yeah, 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 Of course, they set up Dogma with the Jason Bourne series. But right. at Chronicon, there is a clerks panel, yep. which yep. implies that I guess clerks exists in that world. That's kind of meta and weird. In weird. weird. Yeah. Right. But Comic Book Men specifically. So Kevin Smith is a character in, in the movie. In the it movie. Makes sense. So, right. so yeah. the Kevin Smith of the movie world, I guess, would have a Comic Book Men show, yep. right? Yeah. But when they reference the Comic Book Men uh, show you see Ming wearing an A to Z shirt, which is uh-huh. the fictional Canadian 7 Eleven, right. right. Is in the True North trilogy, yeah. right? So, Cana- the Canadian so, Quick Stop, so, so it's just two possibilities. Yeah, it's Either he's yeah. wearing it because it's a prop from the True North trilogy, or the True North or, or A to Z exists, and Janice right. Bob, or
0: Revolver. continue.
2: Oh, uh, so what I think is. So what I think is. I'm just adding some flavor. Oh, I thought you were going to add a third option. Yeah. <laughs> so what I think is that he is wearing it because he, that is the like quick stop of yeah. the Kevin Smith yeah. of that world. Yeah. Because yeah. they mentioned Cop Out, they mentioned right. Jersey Girl, they mentioned yep. Tusk, they mentioned Yoga Hoses. Right. And so they, those and movies, they have a reference
1: to uh, um, Zach and Miri.
2: R- well, well. Zach Zach and Miri had a reference in Jay and Silent Bob Reboot. So that's where we're going to get into the fodder. So I think Zach think Zach. This is a perfect place to end for the fodder. Yeah. Yeah. So I think – so here's what we're going to do. Next episode, we are going to have a new Jay and Silent Bob-inspired beer. Yeah. We're also going to talk about the fodder. Yep. And I'm going to put my two theories out, which is that there is a movie-movie universe. Yep. Yes. And that the Jay and Silent Bob Reboot definitively add an eighth film. Into yep. the View Askew universe.
1: Uh, and, and we'll also talk about how the View Askew universe itself is a movie-movie universe.
0: Yes. yes. It's both real-than-real real and a movie-movie <laughs> universe. Movie. <laughs> and within the real-than-real real universe, it has its own movie-movie universe. Yeah. So, so it's going to be great. And God willing... We will be able to eat movies again on the next episode. Please extend the pop-up. Please just make it not a pop-up, just a real fucking restaurant. That burger was so good. I want more of them.
1: So for those of you to kind of, you know, kind of wrap this whole thing up, if you want to be able to watch the view askew universe in chronological order, mm-hmm. the way that it would go is mall rats, then clerks, and clerks the, the law scene. Uh, then chasing Amy, then Dogma, uh, then Clerks the animated series, uh, and then Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back, Clerks Two, and then Jay and Silent Bob Reboot. Yes. Uh, and and uh, shove in there uh, the Jay and Silent Bob. Super groovy cartoon. Well, movie.
2: that's that's going to be fodder. That's a whole other. Yeah, it's yeah. a whole
1: another thing. But yeah, so it would be yeah. So
2: almost in the way that it was filmed.
1: Yes. Uh, except for the swap. The swap yeah, swap clerk, swap mall rats and clerks. Yeah.
2: Well, that does it for this week's episode of Cannon Fodder. My name is Ed. I'm Matt, and I'm Anthony, and we're not even supposed to be here today.